Welcome back to the Evolution Pod Club. I am your host, Jackie Seiden. Every sound has a different vibration. It interacts with your vibration differently than it interacts with another person's vibration. Sound is an extremely powerful tool to adjust vibration. And in the physical reality, it can be used to shift one's vibration in an instant. It's a very powerful tool, sounds, all kinds of sounds. And let us be clear, for those who were not born able to hear, they can still feel and sense vibration, everyone can. And when the vibration of the sound dances with the vibration of the human, something unique happens. They intertwine, they play with each other, they change each other, there's a shift. And many times it feels good, this dance. All music already exists. And when you are a vibrational match to a song, you attract that song to you, just like a thought, just like a relationship, just like an event. Everything is vibratory. You may be a match, but the frequencies are still different. There is not one true match, but what happens is you open yourself up to allow in new types of sounds, new types of music, new people, new experiences. You see what we're getting at? You unlock a door for higher vibrational entities to come through. Some people are more open than other people. Some people are moved to tears when they hear certain music. It has a profound impact on their entire body and mind, while other people don't even think to play music at all. Don't even consider turning on the radio. Singing is a high vibrational activity. Dancing is a high vibrational activity. Being around others as you listen to live music is a high vibrational activity. There is a connection that occurs through music. There is a calming of the nervous system and therefore an awakening can happen while listening. An alignment occurs when allowing music to flow through you. And when one is writing music, that person's channeling. They're opening themselves up to the music of the universe to flow through them and interpret it. If there is doubt or struggle or resistance, then the process would be more of a struggle. If there is total surrender and allowing, the process will be swift and easy. You hear about people when they write their most successful songs that it came to them in just an instant, right? It took 10 minutes. It's just like that with anything you're channeling. When you allow yourself to allow what comes without judgment of good or bad, but just in total acceptance. When you do that, you allow inspiration to flow through you. And you may notice this when you talk to a friend and the words come pouring out of you as you speak from the heart, or if you're teaching and you know just what to say to a student, or if you're someone speaking to a patient or to a child, when you are in the allowing or receiving mode, you are open to receiving inspiration in the form of thoughts. These messages are coming to you from your inner self. You are not inventing these messages. You are not inventing thought. You are attracting thoughts, thoughts that are a vibrational match to where you are. If you do not feel good, you will attract the sort of thoughts that urge you to seek control over everyone and everything around you. If you are in alignment, you'll receive thought in the form of inspired actions that you can take. And they may seem small, like email a friend, but we assure you they are not small. Each one is leading you to everything you truly want, a life of love and growth and expansion and abundance and freedom and health and deep feelings of worthiness. Listen to the music of your life. Everyone plays a different song. And if you are not enjoying the song, change the frequency, but do listen. Each moment of each day is adding new notes to your composition, the score of your life. Your vibrations are music. Let it carry you in times of heartache. Let it lift you even higher in times of great joy and ecstasy. Do not ignore the music. 
trust that your song is the most unique and perfect expression of source energy. There has never been, nor will there ever be another song just like it. Understand that this is proof of your worthiness. Today, we have the most incredible guest. And honestly, to know her is a gift. She is a guru and a guru of everyone that I know. If I hear anyone struggling with a limiting belief or needing guidance, I hear them say, I need to call Jessica. She is a coach and you can find her on her website, www.new-mindset-coaching.com. And I'll add it in the notes as well. Please, please join me in welcoming the great, the evolved, the woman of service, the beautiful, the gifted writer, and so many, all these definitions are too limiting. She is undefinable. Jessica Awati, thank you for joining us. Welcome. Jackie, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for this beautiful introduction. It's my honor to be here. Thrilled that everyone is going to get to know you through this podcast, (laughs) people that you haven't met yet, because really and truly, you are such an incredible and beautiful teacher and continued student, which of course adds to the dimensions of your teaching. And so I would love to start with how you came to this journey. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it started in Germany. My mom was, um, you know, I was born and raised in Germany, but I had a French education because my dad is Algerian. So I went to a French school there and all that. But my mom um, exposed me to the Seth material by Jane Roberts, Sri Aurobindo, the mother, Satprem, Krishnamurti Yogananda, you know, from an early age. So by the time I was 18, 19, I'd read some of the Seth material I was very much resonating with the idea that we create our own reality. It all made sense, you know? And so that kind of, you know, it evolved. Um, what really catapulted me, oh, also Castaneda, you know, she, was yep. very, she had all the Castaneda books and I started reading those in my very early 20s. So um, eventually how that all came about is that I, um, they, they were, she was very esoterically involved. You know, she's a breath therapist. She will heal, or she used to heal people, cancer people, you know, through breath therapy, you know, auto suggestion, that sort of thing. Uh, massage therapies, you know, she understands the body, the, the energy flowing through the body, that sort of thing. And so she and her friends were planning a, um, they wanted to invite the teachings of Castaneda uh, to Europe, you know, at that time in the, it was the late 80s, they, um, the Castaneda group, Castaneda and his very close group of sorcerers were coming out with energy movements called tensegrity or magical passes. And they were just about to let the world know about them. And they were starting mm-hmm. workshops and they were coming out with them. And so her goal was to bring that over to, to Germany, to Europe. And I'm um, not sure exactly how that happened. Um, I had already met my husband who is from Los Angeles. We met in Bali, by the way. And so, yeah. <laughs> of course like, you did. <laughs> yeah, it was just a powerful, beautiful place. But um, I ended up in LA visiting him. At that point, we weren't married yet. And um, I thought I was just going to go to their office. And, and these people were extremely invisible. You know, the, Carlos Castaneda was, you know, they always wanted to make him a guru, but he never was. He was absolutely, you know, invisible in the sense that any photos that you would see of him was an ego projection and that didn't exist anymore. You know, he couldn't even talk of himself in the eye 
person anymore because he was his ego was so eradicated yeah it was it was incredible anyways i had the enormous fortune to actually meet him Oof. afterwards yeah which is um yeah which is unbelievable i mean the, fact the chills that, yeah the fact that that happened to me was absolutely incredible um long story short i was invited into the group we traveled a lot you know we traveled the world i learned about energy i learned about dimensions you know um lucid dreaming you know that's a big part of it and by the way i want to remind me about the lucid dreams that i wanted to share with you guys because of your introduction this beautiful introduction of sound and music that you made incredible that you would have brought this up with me because I've had some amazing lucid dreams about sound and the realm of music. Oh, good. I'm very excited to go deep on that. I want to hear that. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, but anyway, so I got to spend time with them. I wasn't quite ready to stay with them. It was their final time on earth, essentially, you know, Carlos transitioned in 94 and I had spent some time before them, um, before that time, some time with them before that time, but it absolutely shifted me and projected me into a whole different direction in terms of energy and learning and studying you know afterwards I really delved into the Seth material again I really wanted to understand energy multi-dimensional realities the dreams you know um, the shifts that take place you know those of us familiar with the Joshua material and Seth Abraham of course as well you know we talk about the inner self well, in Carlos Castaneda's teachers in the Toltec teachings, because that's what it is, you know, ancient Toltec wisdom, um, they refer to this inner self as the energy body. And the energy body is really the aura, you know, that is, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, used in, in religious symbols. Um, it's really a big, you know, energy egg, you know, it's, it's got an egg shape, you know, that surrounds our, our physical body. When we are born, the energy body and the physical body are one, you know, and there's an assemblage point also. That's a point that you want to imagine it pretty much at arm's length between our shoulder blades in the back. And this huge, if you could see energy, you would see the energy egg that you are, the luminous egg that you are, and then there would be a spot that would be even more luminous towards the back here. And that part is responsible for your perception for what you actually perceive in the world so as this assemblage point shifts you perceive different worlds this happens when we're dreaming it happens when we get sick the assemblage point fluctuates and all of a sudden you have visions or you see things that others don't see well uh, one of the Taltic objectives is to control the shift of the assemblage point and in doing that you could shift to the year 3576 or the year 20,000 BC. You see, all of that perception is happening here within us, you know. So the idea is to control our assemblage points. That's what, that's basically, you know, what, um, you know, what I was taught. Not that I can do it at will, but that's the goal. And so the more, it takes, of course, a lot of energy, you know, to Mm -hmm. do this. So there's a lot of practice that's involved, but, you know, in dreaming, as we practice lucid dreaming, we shift it at will, you see? The idea is to shift it at will during the day. And when we, for example, disprove a limiting belief and reach, connect with our inner selves and get that point of clarity, boom, that's a shift of the assemblage point. And all of a sudden you hear and understand things you were not able to understand just before. Of course. So that's, you, that's the whole idea, yes. You've now raised your vibration to a place where you can attract 
the solutions to things you couldn't see a minute ago when you weren't in alignment. Exactly, exactly. Because you shifted your perception to a point on the vibrational frequency on that, on that line that is actually a match to it. And we do that so much more than I think people realize so much faster. We're in and out of dimensions constantly. Yes. So you can feel yourself kind of go back and forth and back and forth sometimes where you know, it's not just a state of not feeling good, then just a state of feeling good. It's fluctuating. You're, you're flying all over the place. And that's exactly. how we perceive time. We have to go in and out of these dimensions in order to perceive reality as we are perceiving it at all. Mm -hmm. And what I love about what you're saying too, is to think about the goal, right? That goal is so much bigger than where our minds are on these small items every day. We're stressed oh, yeah. about sending that email, getting the groceries. I got to get gas in my car. Mm -hmm. And when you're talking about shifting perspective, I mean, it's zoom out, zoom out, zoom out, zoom out, yeah. gain it, gain it, see, see, feel, feel. And yes, yes, yes. and you only have access to that when you are in alignment. And, and we talk about to getting more general, you can see if you get caught up in the specificity of the things that you need to get done, that that has a momentum to get you on that negative stream of thought, that train of thought that gets you deeper, deeper down and the more specific. And when you're in you're frustrated with a friend and you're telling another friend and you're sort of beating the drum, what's happening. And, and, and then you start finding that you are remembering things that happened a long time ago. Oh, remember this and that and specificity. So if you need to sort of get general to sort of raise yourself back up and calm the, those vibrations down and raise up, raise up, raise up. And then if you start to get more specific about the zoom out that has momentum in the positive love direction. So then you mm -hmm. want to gain momentum in that realm, but you've got to, we've, we have a hard time. We people getting out of the smallness of our daily life. Yeah. We're stuck in that lives. routine. Absolutely. Yes. And, and, the, and those habit of thought. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's, That's what exactly you said. Right. It takes a lot of energy the, and oh, com draining. commitment, commitment to continually that's right. That's right. That's what, yeah, yeah. It, it's these, these everyday occurrences, the emails, the thoughts, the, the little conflicts, the fight, oh, I should have said this. Oh, if only I would have said that. Oh, and that is all completely draining, draining, draining of our energy. So all that energy really leaves our bodies and, and it doesn't um, disappear. It just sort of, you know, leaves us and stays on the periphery of our energy body. Right. And, and the more we, we do that, then we attract back. more, right. Yes, Otherwise, you're just going to continue that perpetual merry-go-round of oh, yeah, yeah. more and the, more. The circle of, 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 of that routine, of, of that negative talk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so the idea is to bring that energy back. We can. One of the, uh, that was why they started teaching Tensegrity. Um, this was um, also a tradition that had been going on. These movements, energy movements, they were calling, uh, they, they call them magical passes, were, were learned in dreaming. And they brought them down and, you know, there was very specific movements that did specific things, but you basically regained your energy and we would be doing that. And this regained energy helped us to get to connect with our energy body more and get our energy body's perspective. You're saying there were certain movements that would create that's. And that's, of course, yeah, it's talking about dance in this opening that, that exactly. you came and that that's how this all came, that moving your body and moving the energy and that these are mm -hmm. high vibrational activities and that 
through lucid dreaming, they actually extrapolated specific kinds of movements that would do specific kinds of things. So going into the dreaming, the lucid dreaming, let's get into more of that because that's really cool and exciting. And yeah. we haven't really, we haven't really delved into that too much here. So this is a new and exciting sort of foray yes. we're going into. Mm -hmm. Well, same thing. I mean, you know, as you start dreaming, if you were to see a, a, a sleeping person, you know, you would see their assemblage point vibrate a little bit, you know, and then all of a sudden they are off, you know, into another dimension, essentially. And the idea again, you know, is to control that fluttering of the assemblage points so that you can actually remain conscious in the dream and, rather than have mm -hmm. the dream carry you away, which is what it does when we're dreaming regularly. So, um, yeah, so that's something you practice, you know, every night. I mean, you know, I, I would have to refer everybody here to the magnificent books of Carlos Castaneda, Florinda Donna Grau, Tai Chabar, you know, that's where you'll find all that information, and especially in Carlos's books, you know, how to dream, how to look for your hands in your dream. This, you know, the several games. Oh, there's, a, there's sort of a step-by-step -step process because sometimes we're in our dreams and we, I've found that I'm able to, be oh, conscious in my dreams, but it's probably more haphazard than I, yes. if I worked on it, because I had a dream recently where I was walking, I heard my baby crying when I was walking through the living room and I thought, okay, wait, I, I want to know if I'm dreaming because if I'm dreaming, I don't want to see what's going on in that bedroom. So if I'm dreaming, I'm, I want to fly. If I'm dreaming, I'm going to fly. I can fly. And then suddenly I was hovering over and I thought, okay, I'm dreaming. Okay, good. I'm not going into the room. He's fine. I'm going to stay out of there, you know, because I don't know what's behind the door. And I know that sometimes I give myself images when I'm sleeping that I don't, I would prefer That's, not to see. Exactly. You see, and so there, so, yeah. yeah, but you could have gone on. Had you maintained that focus of I'm dreaming, this is my creation as now as we're awake you know we're dreaming right. every single second of this awake moment uh, same thing there you could actually change what you're going to see because you're creating it everything yeah, you're seeing in, in right. your dream just like here in the waking state is your creation and without the fear with a little bit of discipline and control you can say i'm going to open that door and i'm going to create what i'm going to see now this that sounds fun. I want to do this because I, I used to write down my dreams and now this is sort of nutso, but at night, the way I fall asleep is I recall my dreams of the morning and it brings me back into that state. But I, but like I said, it's all very haphazard in terms of when I'm conscious that I'm dreaming and when I'm not. Sure. Dreaming. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's something that you want to intend when you go to bed and then you practice it, you know, and then it gets better and better. Sometimes there's phases where I don't do it at all anymore. You know, it, it, it depends, you know, sometimes it, I go into it again. Um, you know, at this point, I'm much more concerned about, you know, dreaming awake you know, like this year, you know, you know, in the beginning, it was so exciting to go into different realms and dreaming, you know, different times, you know, I would travel through time and just witness what was going on there with my energy body, you see, and that was all fascinating. But then, you know, there's always the old adage, you know, and in fact, Don Juan was, you know, telling Castaneda, uh, Carlos in his books, you know, it's, um, it's all fine and dandy, but if you can't pay your bill in this reality, <laughs> You know, don't think you can master another reality if you can't master this. Ah. That's that was ultimately, you know, the sobriety of these teachers is unbelievable. unbelievable. I, absolutely. Oh, I have so many thoughts coming to me. One is just that, yes, we're always learning and we continue these these learnings while we're in this other consciousness. Right. So 
But if you wake up exhausted, you're not doing yourselves any favors to get those bills paid. So to bring what you said, which is that dream quality to our daily lives. And I think that's what most people are are looking for right now and searching for and becoming mm-hmm. aware that they are the creators and in control of is their perception of each moment of the day as it's happening. And that free will of saying, I have the choice right now to perceive this moment is happening for me. I am the creator, even mm-hmm. if I cannot see it or understand it in the moment. Yes. And I have the free will to see this moment is happening to me and I'm a victim and everything is going wrong. And and, and you perpetuate that sort of thinking and then more things will happen to prove to you that and mm-hmm. provide evidence that that is what's happening. And so such a key part of this in the work that we've done with Joshua and how you have been so, I, I, there truly is no adjective for it. It's really undefinable, the gift that you have continued to give to everyone, which is to help unlock people's limiting beliefs about themselves, which of course is any belief other than I'm a limitless being of pure positive love and acceptance. Everything is limiting after that. But of course we have the empowering beliefs that we talk about, the empowering beliefs that help us feel good and bring good things. And then there are the limiting beliefs, which are the limiting beliefs that really cut ourselves off at the knees. And so it's, it's extrapolating those. And I will say it's very hard to do that sometimes to, to find the, the needle in the haystack almost because there's so many, there's so much going on and you have this ability, this keen ability to channel when you are talking to people to be able to get to the root. And so what is that like for you? That, that, that process in terms of when you're working with someone, I, I mean, you've done it with me and you've done it for everyone. I know because yeah, the thing so that people fun. come to <laughs> I have to tell you, this is not my forte. People come in here all the time and they say, what's my limiting belief? I spew off 10. I'm like, it's somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah, well, first of all, I've had a lot of practice looking at my own limiting beliefs. We used to do, you know, during my tensegrity classes. In 2010, I rejoined the group that was currently teaching tensegrity. Those, um, you know, those who are the direct apprentices of Carlos Castaneda and, uh, and the other women. And so I, I, there, there's such... Um, there's such power in doing these exercises, these magical passes and connecting with your energy body because you get the energy body's perspectives. Uh, and so you, you look at your limitations, you know, that's what we would do. Um, there was an exercise called tracking, you know, which was fantastic, very similar to what we're doing with disproving limiting beliefs, where you would look at a scene in your life, you know, that was that really had drained you, you know, a conflict with a loved one, you know, a traumatic event in childhood, whatever. And you describe it and then you do the passes, you know, the tensegrity passes in order to connect to your energy body. And then you sit down again and write down what comes up, which is essentially a first new view from your energy body. And you write that down. Then you do the passes again, write it, redefine, re um, describe the scene, you know. And after three or four times of doing that, you get a perspective of that same scene that is really completely different from what yeah. your perception perception. So now this of course is extremely enlightening because you you have an understanding of what the other people are doing, why they're doing what they're doing, how you're really evoking what they have had done to you. And so that was all absolutely wonderful. And I've done that, I'd done that for about 10 years of just practicing, 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 doing that. So by now it just came to me easily. Even then I had a I had a, an ability to do that very easily because of my a particular energy configuration. Um, 
you know, which is why I was able to join uh, the Castaneda group, my energy configura configuration is such that I have, um, that it doesn't take me much time at all to connect with my energy body. Mm -hmm. So right. there's just something that, that, so there's, it makes it easier, you know, yeah. just, I, <laughs> it, it just happens. I focus. We're talking on about clarity. It, you have exactly. You get clear real quick. Yes, exactly. However, I have to say that with my tracking exercises, the perspectives that I got from my energy body were amazing. I mean, enlightening, life-changing, meaning that my assemblage point uh, shifted to that vibration of clarity. But as the daily routine, you know, hit me again, the assemblage point shifted back and I was back in my normal way of victimhood perception. Sure. And so something was missing there. I needed... I needed a way to keep my assemblage point focused right there with the clarity yeah. at the clarity level, right? Yes. And so I was going back and forth, back and forth for about 10 years, you see? And as enlightening as it was, it really didn't help me change my reality drastically. I saw improvements clearly, you know, not, but it wasn't what I needed. I needed, I needed to step out of my victimhood mentality. Absolutely. I was clear on that. And so Yes, then came Abraham and also the Seth material was always by my side. I would read Sri Aurobindo and the mother and all of that, you know, and understand about energy and, and cellular intelligence and what goes on in the body, really. But the bottom line was it, was, it all pointed us to our limiting beliefs. And I knew about my limiting beliefs. I knew where I picked them up. I knew exactly what they meant and where they came about. Now what? What would I do? Mm -hmm. You see? enter joshua i attracted because this was the answer to that the piece, very question that piece it was the missing link i i feel the same way yes absolutely now what do you do with your limiting beliefs well you prove them false who knew right. <laughs> i mean what what right i, mean, I know this 30 years ago right oh my god but no it was all the training necessary of course for me yeah. i had to learn how to connect to my inner my inner self my energy body i had to really practice that i had to understand what breakthroughs happen when you all of a sudden connect with your inner self etc etc so then i got i got this email you know free seven-day course to uh, disprove your limiting beliefs. I'm like, mm, this is interesting. Let me try this out right away. Instantly, I knew it because it, it's essentially tracking on steroids, you know. Right. Of, it's like, you don't need to do the energy exercises. You just write it down and then improving them false because I had such practice, you know, as you start writing, you know, you focus your energy and your internal dialogue just shuts up, which is exactly what's required to connect with your energy body or your inner yeah. self. I'm doing that, boom, I instantly get to that position. I'm like, ooh, information. Here's why, here's why, here's why. I finish it up. I'm like, oh my God. That's that was it. That was it. I did it for seven days in a row. Next day, same thing, same thing, same thing. I knew this was it. I knew then my, my life would change, literally, you know, change, like tangibly, physically change not just intellectually, not just mentally. So tell me about the change. Tell me about how you, what has changed? Everything's changed. How you process things during the day, your thoughts, how are they well, different? You see, I, I don't process things during the day. <laughs> I'm not, a lot of us can do that. I can't, I really can't. I, I have to do, I have to sit down and I, I have to focus. I'm not very good at meditating. I'm not good at focusing my thoughts on, you know, daily. In fact, when I meditate, gosh, the only reason I meditate is to really shut down my internal dialogue to get inspiration. That's it. That's it. But that's, I think that's, and, and yeah. you, and I'm so glad you said that because I do think a lot of people 
listening, do meditate and feel like they're doing it quote wrong. And of course there's no wrong way to do anything. And there is no wrong meditation. If you're meditating and the phone rings and you pick it up or you go back to meditating and you think I, I blew it. No, you didn't. That's just what it is. That's what's happening. It it, it doesn't, there's no wrong. And if you're just clearing your thoughts, as Abraham says, it's easier to clear your thoughts than to teach everyone how to have inspired thoughts necessarily to know the difference. So you just quieting the mind is so crucial. It's, it's exactly. And that's, that's just to become aware. That's all. That's it. That's and by exactly the way, it, yeah. if your meditation is going for a run, you can have a, a, if your meditation is knitting, whatever your active meditation, whatever gets you to that place sitting, you yes. know, my mother and, will and sit in the sun and just feel the sun on her face. I like that one too. Well, that's she didn't my, even, she's been doing, oh, you do, do you do that? You feel the sun? Yes, and that's absolutely. true. I've seen you on the calls that. in the sun. Oh, and yeah. I said, I said to my mom, you know, I think you've been meditating your whole life. And she said, what do you mean? I said, when you go outside and you're sitting there with the sun on your face, no phone, she's not talking to anyone, exactly. doing anything. And if you go and interrupt her and ask her a question, she's always in that place of alignment. Always. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. How could you not when you're in the sun, that massive energy that's just entering every single cell of your body it's like it's phenomenal yes yeah, so right that's my so there you go there's no you people are meditating they don't even know it that's right exactly it, just hear the term meditation sometimes creates this stressful doesn't work for me at all you know sitting down in a yoga position what's more forget it i can't i mean <laughs> No, 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 I used to be that way. I used to be that way because I used to judge myself and I used to be so harsh on myself to do it. Yes. And then when I let that go and said, I don't care what anyone in the room is doing it. I don't care if I can or can't, then it started to become so much more freeing. And I will say, I have found there's a chant. I just mentioned this recently, sometimes back to music for Mm. me, because being a singer and a, a musician, I play the piano and I play the guitar and I love music. And I actually was listening to chance when I channeled that intro today and it wasn't my usual chant other things were coming in for me if I get the right music I'm there in a second I, I get to the computer I'm there I'm open anything that wants to come in can come in mm-hmm. and I think well this is this isn't right because I didn't take enough time I didn't take 15 20 minutes to get here so it must not be but I know it is. Yeah, I know absolutely. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you also are evolving in your practice. It gets easier and easier and easier for you. You know, eventually you won't need anything. You know, you'll just go. That's right. Hmm, all right, let me go. And boom. I know, but I enjoy the music. Oh yeah, that's you exactly. exactly. I love it. Yes, yes. And so they patiently wait for you to listen to me. <laughs> in order to come okay she's ready now we can go (laughs) when she was ready all along oh gosh and sometimes it comes you know so the very last podcast we I cannot believe I'm saying this because this is a real testament of authenticity and just saying the real thing and despite what anyone may think I my dog um, passed we transitioned him it was beautiful thank god for this work and this perspective because I was so excited for him to have the transition experience. And I said to him as he was passing, and of course I was crying. And I said, I, you have to come back. You have to tell me, you got to tell me everything about it. I want to know. I want to know, please, 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 please. When I'm channeling, come back, come back, come back. And man, so was it last night, two nights? I don't know the days, but this happened a couple of days ago. And I, I sat down to just do my channeling and I can't believe I'm going to admit this. 
with not even a millisecond of sitting down. It was, hi, 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 mom, mom, hi, hi. And I was like this crazy energy that was so different than anything I'd ever heard ever. And I just started writing and it was, and I, I do want to say this because I really feel strongly about this for people. And I don't know if you want to talk about your own experience with this, because I know you've had very deep experience with this, but I like to reiterate that anyone can speak to anyone who has transitioned at any time of any day. And that when you sit down and you write, it slows your brain down just enough because thoughts do happen quickly and you can't have conversations. But if you sit down and you just ask a question, your loved one will respond to you. And I get a lot of times that doubt, that feeling of what if it's just me having a conversation with myself? And I want to say this, what's the difference? Because everyone in your life has inner beings that are with your guides. All of our guides are together all the time. And so when you are quote, talking to yourself, you're really talking to millions and millions of guides of all the people that you love and everyone you've ever met before now going to meet. And they are there and they are talking to you. And the more practice you do it, you'll have faith that these are not your words. Of course, they're not your words. We don't invent words. That's how we started. We attract the words. And so I I just want to really, 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 really emphasize and and encourage people when they are missing people in the physical realm to hone those non-physical senses, the intuition, the direct communication, the emotions, the, the, um, the other ones, I'll get them in a second to really hone these skills, to really hone the direct communication that anyone can, that you don't need to find a medium. You can, or need to find a psychic, but you can, but you have abilities and your non-physical abilities. If you have faith in that and get into alignment, it will come through. I just want to keep reiterating because Mm -hmm. it's powerful tool for people who miss people who are not in the physical realm, but they really are with you and they are not confined by their perspectives. They're not confined by their resistance and their human judgments of what's right and what's wrong. They're just beings of love back at home, beaming love unto you and everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you, Jackie. Of course. Yes. 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 Connection is possible. Absolutely. It is a matter of alignment and of frequency. The, you know, the problem being that once you transition, your frequency is so extremely high, so yes. extremely high. And we, when we are mourning, when we're crying, our energy is so dense we are keeping them. Correct. Yes. Because when we are in mourning, we have really lost our connection with source, right? So we are not connected to our inner selves. And part of what doesn't feel good is that we're so far away from who we truly are in that moment. So yes, it's very difficult to access such a high vibratory message because that's Mm -hmm. all we're ever doing is really interpreting. And so if you really want to interpret at a high level, you want to bring yourself back to that. You've got to exactly because they can't come down to that density. That's that low, low, low frequency. It's impossible. That's why we're in the physical realm. We wanted to experience this low density. We wanted to experience negative emotions. You know, that's why we're here. Um, when, when you are in mourning, you know, oh, it's dense and heavy. And they're like, come on, come on, we're, we're right here. But, you know, you got to come up. I, I can't meet you down there. You got to come a little higher. Right. So that's and it. I feel like they're laughing at us because they oh, can't totally. believe they can't believe that we're buying into it so much so that we can bring ourselves down so so to such a low vibration. Well, it's always that image of that virtual reality goggles. Remember the, the you know I have to bring it up over and over because that's exactly what, what's happening. We here in the physical realm have those goggles on. We're all right. in the non-physical realm. We're not, I love that. 
we are we this is non-physical everything's energy you know the it, matrix it, this is the matrix it, this it is, is the matrix yes this, this is the non-physical realm we've got goggles on with this virtual realm of physicality that we believe we're in and if you see those failed vr videos on youtube where people you know think they're falling <laughs> off a cliff when they're really right. on their you know on their sofa and everyone else around them laughs they're laughing Yes. What's, what's going on? Oh. Our loved ones are right here laughing their heads Jessica, off. Jessica, that image. Yes, because we've got these goggles on and we're like, ah, no. Ah. That image, I, I, I love that. So if you just imagine you have your goggles on and what I love so much about that too is your loved ones that you cannot even perceive are standing right next to you laughing at you with the goggles on. Laughing you have not lost off. anyone. Exactly. That's the way it is. Oh, literally, literally. That image, I, I'm obsessed <laughs> yeah. with that image. And you know what's funny? You brought up YouTube, which made me think of too, those near-death experiences on YouTube. And mm -hmm. hearing what's so fascinating about when they re-enter their body, how much that hurts because it's uncomfortable to then bring yourself back into this body. The density, the density. The density. And here's here's what I love about our bodies, okay? And we've been talking a lot about bodies because we're, we're doing that in the Ascension experience right now is what I love about our bodies. Yes, they are flesh suits that are we are wearing, they are, we are not our bodies, but we are being, we are perceiving that we, we, we are in our bodies. Our we have bodies. merged. Right. Yes. And that each cell of our body is its own life form that also has free will that also has inner beings that have inner beings that have inner beings that have inner beings. And they're all choosing the perspective of love for us. So to imagine that we have these suits of powerful, charged love energy that even though we beat them down with our thoughts, I don't like this and I can't stand I'm a wrinkles and hair and I'm doing and my cellulite and whatever you, we all say to our bodies, my nose, they still choose to love us and be for us and support us no matter what, that we are so, even if you just, if you forget the whole rest of the universe, but you just take the cells of your body and their inner, inner beings and their inner beings and their inner beings, that that much love is coming at you in every moment of every day. Can you imagine how loved we are? God, and so people, yeah. it's seeking relationships. You got to cultivate the feeling of love. If you want to attract a mate because you don't need another being to love in order to express love. You can express love at any time. So you want to cultivate that feelings and just not sit in the lack of love because you are so loved all the time and yeah. supported and, yes. and, and chosen. Yes, yes, yes. I want to bring up um, um, a Seth quote right here that I want to, that I just brought up because of that. In fact, I just posted that not too long ago on the Ascension Experience page, since I too am doing the health and vitality segment, right? And, and this is something that happened to me a while ago. I was still doing the boot camp. I was in a rampage of appreciation of my body. I was just lying in bed, you know, I'd listened to the meditation, lying in bed, and I just went into a rampage of you know, looking at my nails, my skin, I mean, every part of my body, my tendons, my knees, my muscles, my cells, my lymph, my blood, my fluids, everything, every, every aspect of my body, I just thank, thank, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for everything you do. It took about half an hour and I was really, I could feel myself oozing with energy of gratitude towards every part of my body. And then I sat there and all of a sudden I felt, thank you. <gasps> my entire body thanked me back 
And I'm like, what? Yes. I, it just, just, to, when I got, I, what? And I'm like, ooh. And all of a sudden the information came. It's not just we who are benefiting from our bodies. It's our bodies who are benefiting from are merging with them because of what they can accomplish in the physical realm thanks to us yes and so i got all this information okay because and in fact i heard my body explain to me that everybody you've ever had was an opportunity for us the cells the bodies to practice eternalness in the physical realm in other words if i had understood all that and if i had just allowed them the possibility to live eternally 300 years, 900 years, they could have gladly done that for me, okay? So I got all this information. And the other day, being in the health and vitality segment, I was remembering that. And uh, in fact, two days later, Joshua channels, you know, the, the, the plot is channeled that we have to do um, an appreciation of our body, you know, like a little rampage. But anyways, it's, it's all combined. Anyways, so I'm thinking about that beautiful experience, you know, and, and of course the merging and how fantastic it is because it's so mutually beneficial, right? Mm. I come across a Seth um, quote that says this, and you'll, you'll really love this, Jackie. Now, the atoms and the molecules that compose you are glorious, impermanent things. And through the leadership of your consciousness, have you led them to consciousness and song? And through you, do they experience what you experience? And through your organization, do they understand the realities that you would other, uh, excuse me, that would otherwise be, be, be denied them? And when each of you come together, the body and you, you know, the higher self, when each of you come together in a personal relationship, are you then glorifying and adding to the reality of the consciousness that is within those atoms and molecules? Yeah, that's Seth explaining very well. You're breaking, you're, you're blowing on. my mind because it never even occurred to me. It works both ways. Who knew? Yeah. I mean, because there's we, that's a worthiness thing because we I, i'm assuming over here going well i can't be doing anything for my body but my body is so glorious loving and supporting me and thank you but but of course of course there's an exchange interplay and that's what yes. that's how this whole thing started today about this this dance this interplay this connection yes. this it's all connected and it's yeah. so crazy how how in this body in our consciousness in this reality we just don't see ourselves as part of that interplay we're just receiving yeah yeah, yeah. we're splendid allies literally you know splendid allies oh that's my that's, favorite term splendid yeah. allies that's i mean it's just now now there's some power consciousness going on here you know there's there's so much intent in the creation of in birth you know, and the merging of a physical body and a non-physical body. It's just, it's so incredibly powerful. It's beyond, it's inconceivable what really is going on. Truly. Not, yeah. Feel... Not to mention the love, the power that keeps our molecules together, that together. keeps this body together, glued together. What is it that keeps us together like that? Right. That we don't just. <laughs> like a supernova, right. you know, because that's right. Really... <laughs> What's happening at a at a microcosmic level that's exactly what's happening within where there's supernovas happening all over the place there's here. choice it's a choice to stay together it's a choice it's a choice well and that choice is love that choice that the choice power, is love. that it's force in, is love in the name of love 
yeah. Which yeah. is what we all are. That's it. That yeah. was so talking yeah. to you. It's so funny because, um, I, you know, my parents listen to this. I'm gonna say it anyway. So I, I, you know, when I was in my teens, I experienced you know, different drugs and whatever. <laughs> and I'm having that same thing in my body where my, like my, my teeth are grinding and I have the chills. Like there's so much energy going on. Your right assemblage now. point is going, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, there's yeah. new, new realities. All it's of a sudden. so exciting. I just, and that's what you it. said in the beginning, the, the word, the tone opens up doors to new realities. So this passage right here, opened up a new expansion for us right here. There's new understanding. We're, we're entering in, in terra incognita. There's a new world waiting for us through those what a worlds. crazy level. And then of course, then making it possible for other people to access these ideas and these thoughts and expand and create new pathways for other people to follow and grab onto. And that's just so cool and exciting how connected yeah. that is. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's thrilling. Yeah. And I think yeah. there's these... These are good tools, I think, too, for people that they can also sit down. And before we did the Ascension for Body and Vitality, I remember writing Gary because I said, I got an assignment. Sometimes I get assignments from my guides. And I had gotten an assignment to say, list five things about your body you love. List five things about your body that you hate. List five those five things that you hate and tell us why you love them, you know? And mm -hmm. I was like, really? I have an assignment from... <laughs> it happens sometimes, <laughs> right? It's so wonderful. It, it, but it really is something that anyone can do it. And you were talking about it too, even in the beginning with the scenes, if there are things in your life that you need to sort of work out and find perspective, write them out and, That's and what see if you could see how it. it's for you, see how it's for you, see how it's yeah. for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's that's something. And again, this brings me back to my integrity work, also my Abraham work, my Seth work. You see, it's you, even if you're able to identify the limiting beliefs, which is can be challenging, you see, um, then it's still, even for me, you know, in the past, it's been very difficult to prove things false because it's so much your truth, your reality, you know, your entire reality is based on these truths, obviously, because you created your reality. Your habit of thought is so strong that they become yeah, your yeah, truths. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's where connecting to your inner self comes in, you know, in writing, because literally, we can't disprove this limiting belief. It's true for us. The that's only, right. the only way we can disprove it is if we can get our inner self's perspective. That's, that's something that, you know, wasn't clear in the boot camp. Um, you know, people were just, you know, disproving their limiting beliefs intellectually, you know, right with the ego mind, they hadn't had the shift yet. And that was such an important yeah. thing about when you said, right, until you feel you the have shift. to feel yourself shift into alimentment. Otherwise, you're just doing an assignment from your logical, rational yes. ego and then mind. Things don't change because right. the signal remains the same. And so people were very frustrated in the bootcamp. They'd done the bootcamp, you know, repeatedly. And always the same limiting beliefs would show up the same manifestation events, of course, because if you don't disprove it, for, if you don't disprove a limiting belief, it wants, it's going to get your attention a different yeah, way. Yeah, another you know? way, right. Another way. And so they couldn't disprove it because they didn't know how, as I was reading it, it was like, well, you know, this is false because I'm a limitless being because I'm worthy. Well, sure, right, but you're not true. <laughs> and that's the key and that's the key you're not feeling it and that's how you know how do you feel if you are writing about it and you're still upset and you're still there's separation between you and your inner self you're not seeing it from the higher perspective then mm -hmm. you know that you're not there yet if you start to feel mm -hmm. that release that thing in you just give way 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's it's very tangible. It's you'll you'll you know have a you'll heave a sigh of relief. You'll lean you'll back. Sigh. You'll sigh. Your shoulders will drop. Yeah, exactly. Something will happen physically. Maybe you'll just unfold your legs. You know, I mean, something right. will happen where there's now fluidity, where there's a little more ease, and that is your first sign. And that's when you want to go deeper because that's now right. you're then go in established exactly open it up and that's the thing so it's just becoming and this is also back to the meditating where it's becoming aware of your thought and aware of your feelings because so many people are trained and conditioned in their lives to not feel to compartmentalize absolutely accessing those feelings it takes it's actually it's allowing these terrible feelings because as you go back into the event you're refeeling it you see and that's why it was actually detrimental for people to process limiting beliefs. I will say that I didn't always, I did. Sometimes I chose not to go back and I would just say one sentence, which was, you know, what happened because I didn't want to be from what happened. I know what happened. My cells, my inner cells know what happened. We know, we all Mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. And, but other times, if you're not clear on, sometimes you're Sometimes you do, in certain circumstances, want to revisit because there's a lack of clarity there. And- well, you certainly want to revisit your emotions. You have to be very clear of the emotions you felt right. during the event, you know, and exactly. that can be difficult enough because here you are feeling these emotions again. But it's necessary. You want to allow those emotions because emotions obviously are guidance. Behind these emotions is a specific limiting belief. That's why it's part of the, the, the form. You know, it, you need to look at your emotions. You need to understand why you had these emotions. As you do that, you, you know, are guided to your limiting belief. But so even if you do all that correctly and then are unable to prove it false, then all you've activated is those negative emotions again. Right. Ah, and rather than, you know, benefiting from their guidance, you're just feeling them all over again, which really pulls one down. Correct. And then that's what you're bringing to you and you're back into that. And that's what happened to to the boot campers who didn't get anywhere because they didn't know that they wanted to connect to that inner self. And actually they needed to go all the way through, you know, to the other side of that negative emotion, which is elation, which is relief, which is the relief that these negative emotions are actually guidance and that they're here for you and that because you went into those negative negative emotions and allowed them to be they now guided you to this the other side of the coin the elation you know Correct. the liberation the, the joy. you need to have faith you got but in order to do it there needs to be a little bit of a leap of faith that 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 the inner self is there that this is yeah. a little bit of faith in this perspective mm-hmm. Otherwise you're right. What you're doing is dredging up, dredging up, dredging up, dredging up. And all that does in an attractive universe is bring more, bring more of that, bring exactly. other events that, that recreate those same emotions over and over and over again. And you Which are can get that. very discouraging and it has, yes, it has momentum. Yeah, right. exactly. Exactly. And then you have people who, who get it intellectually and they still, you know, are having a very hard time connecting with their inner selves and getting this high level clarity. You know, I've, I've told you in the past, and, and you got that so quickly is you want to get to a point where you write something you don't know, some information that is not yours, right? You know, something you've never thought before pertaining to this event. You know, if you have um, problems, you know, like I had, you know, fam- in the family dynamic, you know, very recurring patterns, very frustrating, very painful patterns, you know, well, I've known these patterns. I've done the work, you know, for 20, 30 years. I need something. Tell me something I don't Else. know. Yes. Tell me something I don't know, because everything else at this point can and will be used by your ego to trick you. 
You right. see? So yep. tell me something I don't know to actually step out of my victimhood mode, to really be able to do that because the ego will want to keep you safe. Thank you so much, ego. I love you for that, okay? And it is my job to prove to the ego that I'm safe. Once the ego gets that, it'll go, oh yeah, sure, go ahead. Right. That's it, you see? And it really does, and liberation, liberation. And then I can push past fear once I'm, I'm acting on inspiration. So this all works out. But the ego will say, mm-mm remember you know sure you're an eternal being but remember what happened the other day you know right. remember what can happen remember what happened to so and so you see stay safe stay small you know i need you to stay with me here uh, wait wait a second okay I've, I've got some information coming coming here that will actually disprove that i am safe this is a benevolent universe look at what i've done look at what i've always done look at what i've always created look how everything has always worked out for me despite the so-called negative, um, you know, events, my brother's death, my parents' mournings, you know, I mean, despite all of that, the fact of the matter is, this was a joyful life. This was an exciting life. This is the truth of the matter. Hmm, I never thought of it this way. Just the other day, while I was in Germany visiting my parents, um, I had a manifestation event that I processed, and it took me twice. It took me two attempts. And I know that last year when I was, was visiting them, I had the same manifestation event. I had worked on that several times. So there's always different facets coming when they're really big, painful ones. And so the, this last time, I processed it once, didn't get anywhere. I had to say, okay, I'm going to revisit this. A few days later, you know, trusting my guides, you know, I sat down again, and boom, what a breakthrough. What a breakthrough. Mm -hmm. What came up? At, and this is me at 55, having done this kind of work for essentially 35 years, you know, since I was 20, realizing that my limiting belief is we can't be happy. None of us in my family can be happy because of what happened. Yes. And, and I never was aware of that. Of course, I tried to be happy. I tried. I mean, everything that I'd done was, you know, the motivation had been to be happy. But deep down inside, I still had this very active limiting belief that we can't be happy. Not only that, every single one of my family members has this limiting belief right. that we can't be happy with what happened. And it took, I mean, once I got, a, I was aware of that, I'm like, oh, well, this exploration of non-happiness ends now. Thank you. I'm so glad I'm aware of it. This ends now. Here's all the evidence that I haven't been, uh, that I have what it takes to create my own happiness. Lots of examples right here. All it took was me to be, be aware of the existence of this limiting belief. All you had to get to a vibrational match to that information. Mm -hmm. You were ready at that moment. That was exactly. the moment you were ready. Not and one it, moment before, not one moment after. Absolutely. But it was so surprising that I still had this limiting belief that I'd had it all along with all the other limiting beliefs that I'd disproven, you know, before that, that yeah. was still at the core. And once I did that, oh, what beautiful changes. Now we get along wonderfully in my family, but still it was so delicious. The changes oh, yeah. that happened, there was such ease and fluidity, even on my parents' side. It was just exquisite. Well, that's what happens. And I, I, I do need to reiterate that. When, when you find your alignment, when you are able to process your own limitations, when you are able to shift yourself into a place of feeling good, feeling good, making it feel important, making it feel important. Why is this going on? I can, this is happening. I have this belief about myself. It's false. Figuring it out, figuring it out then everything around you changes. The people around you change. The events around you change. You leave to go to work at a time where you don't get stuck in that traffic. Everything shifts. And you think, well, I can't 
change other people. I can't create in their realities. No, but you changing influences people differently and they respond differently to you. They have to, you are giving out something different than you've ever given out. They cannot be who they've always been to you and they won't be. They couldn't if they were. They couldn't. Yeah, so it, it does, it shifts, your own reality, yeah. you create it, you, you, it is yes, your it universe based on the signal that you're emitting and they, That's right. and the universe has to respond, has to, to respond. It is law. Thank God. If you are, if you are on the merry-go-round, then That's you know, that's what you're giving out. That's all anything is showing you. I like to say it's the fun house of mirrors that everyone is showing you a different facet of yourself. Everything is showing you a different perspective of yourself. And mm -hmm. if you want to shift the mirrors around, yeah, yeah, this is what we're talking about. What a well, profound look, look at that. If you look in the mirror and you see a stain, you've got a stain on your face. You're not going to wipe the mirror, right? You have, to, you have to clean yeah. your face. <laughs> but that's what we do. We sit there that's and we smudge. That's what we do. We smudge oh. the mirror and then there's a smudge on the mirror. Then we got to get more. And then we make the mirror messier and messier and messier. Not only that, we demand the image to clean itself up. Right. Easy. That's, that's what I said. You and we still have the stain. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't, it, it's just, it's. And yeah. then we have the realization to clean our own face. We realize, oh. And that's what you do as you just, when you disprove your limiting beliefs. But I just think it's so profound. And of course, you set yourself up in this lifetime with such a, a, a deep and I, I would say challenging, but I don't want to say that because it's pejorative, but a such a specific no, exploration. A <laughs> okay, I was going to say challenges. difficult. Yes, you set you yourself up for this. Yeah. And what an incredible, if, it, if that isn't proof of your magnificence, I don't know what is, that you came into this life and said, bring it on. And this is how. That oh, you yeah, made happiness good. your with what happened with your brother and your family, you really set yourself up to launch yourself into such growth and expansion in this lifetime that mm -hmm. I, I applaud you and thank you for everyone coming after you to be able to have access to this same understanding and knowledge that you have made the way for. And just There's for this work. and everything There's more you work do, to be done. There's always more work. It's never done. Exactly. But for, for those like you who are just on the leading edge and doing the exploration and, and carving out what I'm seeing is, you know, just carving pathways for others to follow mm -hmm. on behalf of everyone, myself, we all say thank you. Oh my God, and I'm just you. so grateful that you came to join us on this podcast with such a gift. And I oh had such crazy gooses and yeah, jaw chattering. You. It was such an incredibly high level, high octane conversation. It's so thrilling. I, I agree. I've been on several <laughs> podcasts. This is this is a whole different level. I hope you had a good time. Oh, I had a grand time, a blast. I can't wait to be Thank back. Thank 